Welcome into the Waiver Fire Podcast, November 7th. Nick Smith and JP are here, really uh, right in the middle of fantasy football season. Teams are starting to, to pull away from each other a little bit, but still lots of excitement to be had. JP, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going pretty good. I'm sweating a... Uh... I'm sweating at Chris Olave right now. He needs to get six more fantasy points in PPR. Full PPR? Mm-hmm. We've got a little less than I have they started back up. Yep. We're about halfway through the third. The Saints have not done very much against the Baltimore D. Five targets, two receptions for thirty one yards. Uh, well, the junk time could be could be shiny for Chris Olave. They're down by two scores, so there's there's certainly he at least he, five targets. You know he'll probably end up with ten targets at the end of the night. <laughs> Monday night football is showing Kirk Cousins, my boy. Dancing. Vikings are seven and one. They're they're showing him dancing, dancing in the airplane with with the uh, chains on. It's just yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah, oh, he Kirk. is. He's, I mean, how old is Kirk Cousins? I think he's probably mid thirties or so. Mid- so. Something about, you know, being an athlete just makes you seem like someone's dad and just but- like not, not, not super, not super cool in your thirties. Like some people can be. Absolutely. Just, just absolutely looking so silly <laughs> and of course he's like the you know it's always the token white quarterback him ryan fitzpatrick did it uh you know the, the and he's token... great this we we love kirk cousins absolutely he's, he's uh got a really good personality um he's just a really likable guy so kirk cousins deserves deserves the super bowl baby come on what time what time this year, Minnesota? Let's go. Yeah, I'm with it. I this, let's let's go, James. My brother has two Minnesota players on his team. Oh, that's what's up, man. How has that league? How has that league been? Have you uh have you been doing all right in that one? Um, I think I'm middle of the pack. Middle of the pack. Nice. Jessica's doing really well, and so is Chance again. He is. Because just like last year, I don't know if you remember, but of he, course I do. He uh, he also this year has been doing fantastic. He's goodness like seven and one or something like that. Chances chances of terror for sure. All right, well let's uh let it was a it was a great week uh week nine it was God it was week nine already JP we are into week ten we have for our league which is. Week 15 and 16. Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Week 16 and 17 playoff. We have six more weeks to get it done. So that's all that's left. We're two thirds of the way through the regular season. It was a I took, solid I took week. An L this- What's that? I took an L this week. 
you did your uh well your your team was rough all around but your your two heavyweights the Carolina Panthers players Foreman and DJ Moore they got stomped by Cincy and also before we honestly get into it we're not going to talk Auburn football of course but Auburn basketball started tonight kicked off at home tonight and they just capped off a very solid victory uh they could be they could really be something worth cheering for this fall and winter so if you're feeling down like i am with just about every sport honestly it's 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 been hard in the fall auburn basketball might be that that pick me up that you need right now it's going to be good. It'll take a while to get get started, like uh, with the fun stuff, you know. I mean, for sure, we play tonight. Like uh, we play George Mason, which isn't an absolute write off, but uh, yeah, you're right. We'll 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 do a couple of these like little mini tournaments. It's a slow start to the basketball season, but but then things will will pick up and pick up quickly, and we will start to be looking towards March Madness sooner than you think. But uh, you did. You picked up the L. Your team, a little bit. I mean, obviously losing Jamar Chase. That's that's really tough. And Swift being your team's banged up. But thankfully, you had compiled a six and two win. So hopefully, you can kind of um, you know settle for a little bit. And then I think your team's going to really come back strong. Come playoffs. Yeah, time. Jamar. Jamar should be okay. He should yes. come back eventually. Yes. I mean, should you? You never can tell. I mean. There, there's there's times where I've been been positive that someone was gonna come back and sure. But yeah, um speaking of Auburn, I was kind of looking Jabari Smith is mm-hmm. gonna be on the same team as um I believe Jalen Green. Uh he is one of the Let's see, is he on the Rockets? Yeah, Jalen Green. So, a new rookie last year in Jalen Green, and a new rookie this year in Jabari. And you know that's how teams that's how teams get uh really powerful when when you when they have like a a very high pick or or a or a, de- a first round pick that turns out to be like one of the key picks later. No on. doubt about it. No doubt. So, if you can, if you get a team to slump for a couple of years and, and you end up hitting, you get that young talent NBA, you know, obviously players mature, but you can get some talent right out of the gate and uh, could be exciting to watch. I, I obviously have been adamant about not really being an NBA fan, but uh you know, might might throw it on to support the boy Jabari. Yeah, I think he's he's exceptional. He's better than some of our other guys who have been going in the first round. Right. We, we've had some a lot of players. He did seem like one of the best we've we've ever had. To be honest, he went right after the stick figure Chet Holmgren. He did. He did. I know. I know that the uh, the um, cards has has really bolstered your uh, NBA fandom and knowledge. So I know the, you know the, the top picks for sure. The cards have, and actually there's almost zero uh, 
cards on the market of the this class yet. What? They the way that the the way that the trading card game works is the stuff that's coming out right now is the stuff from last year's rookies. I guess I it see. gives you a ch- gives you a chance to develop a little bit of hype behind the players. Do you so you know when you were really uh, buzzing maybe a month or two ago? I I certainly watched my fair share of uh, card videos. You know, got, got a little taste of the value and the kind of excitement in some of these cards, some of these rookie cards. Of course, as not really a fan, players that I've never heard of were like you know tens and thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Do you think that? Jabari is gonna like reach like have one of those cards that's like a eighty thousand dollar card that's like signed and all all sexy and stuff. Well, the is that's the thing about about basketball is you will have to wait until the year is over. That's because fair. You, there's guys that was drafted in like the top five mm. of last year's draft that aren't really that sought after because they just didn't make an instant impact it's hard to do that like you have to be so consistent to make an impact in the nba because of how many games they play for sure and uh you know straight up there's really only like like two or three guys who mm-hmm. who who made an impact last year yep it is rare for uh, sure I Ooh. I gotta say, Cade Cunningham, he's he's the guy. He he must have had a very solid rookie year for sure. He was fantastic. There's Olave with a nice little snag there. He seems uh he really knows how to create space for himself. He's a very skilled player. All right, well let's let's recap what oh. is ne- oh oh that's it. Oh hey, got the win. There you got the go, win, baby. Oh, you get to sit back the rest of the pod. No sweat. Nice. All I needed was that 11 points. That's fantastic, man. Way to go, Olave. Way to, way to deliver right there. Well, let's let's quickly recap the newly named Cadillac's Coup, which, uh, <laughs> um, oh, poor Harson. <laughs> poor Harson got thrown to the curb there. Not going to talk Auburn football. But we had to rename the league. Harson's Hootenanny is no longer in existence. Cadillac is our king. And, uh, you know, let's start off with yours truly. Proud of myself. Moved to three and six after a very hard-earned win over Vinkat Natarajan. My diss track uh, really led me to glory there. We've got, so I moved to three and six. Vink moves to four and five. Echo would not stay in last place place either. He also moves to three and six beating Scott, whose team has just, has just really fallen, fallen completely apart. Unfortunately, Scott also moves to three and six major picks up an absolute pussy ass win puts up 88 points, but his opponent moonhead only puts up 62 points. Goodness gracious. Major moves to four and five. Moonhead moves to five and four. So pretty close. Cody pulls into the lead somehow at seven and two, topping you off by about 20 points. You only had 73 again, a down week for you. 
you move to six and three. Jandy, Alex goes to six and three as well. He has had a nice turnaround. What is Jandy? Jandy is is my brother, Alex. Yeah, I know that, but oh, I have no fucking clue. I, I do not know the origins of what Jandy is, but I I think it's one of the funniest things. So I I always call him Jandy just to just because I think it's hilarious. Oh my god. He takes down Drew, who moves to the sole owner of last place at two and seven. That number one pick was just not forgiving this year, unfortunately. And Chris moves to five and four with an absolutely insane 205 points this week. Obviously had Joe Mixon, had Devontae, newly acquired Devontae Adams from a trade. And almost triples up Farrell's 76 points. Disgusting win. Farrell moves to six and three. So uh Cody pulling apart a little bit at seven and two, but still anyone's game, I would say maybe Drew is out of contention. Honestly, me and Echo are probably probably dead as well. But winning this one to move in three and six, you know, my best record if I win the next six could be nine and six. That's that's maybe a playoff team, but that is six straight wins to end the season. I still have hope, JP. I still will fight and claw my way. Mm. But it was a fun week. Uh, to look at some players, obviously we just mentioned Joe Mixon and uh, and Devontae Adams. Some other players that were absolutely nasty. Let me peek at uh, peek at this week. I'm look, I'm already looking ahead at next week. Let's see here. All players. Josh Allen led the quarterback position again. I think he had two rushing touchdowns, even though they ended up losing to the Jets, which was really bizarre. I mean, they were looking great in the first half, and then the Bills just got handled by the Jets. And the the Jets are a legitimate team. I saw Um, some foreshadowing for it on – on the fantasy footballers. Oh shit. There was an episode before this week where they were talking about how you shouldn't always look at, um, at you shouldn't always look at the color of the player or of the team. Whoa. Right next to like a player. You know what I mean? You okay. Know how it's green or green or red. Okay. So they're like, well, Maybe it's good to look at it at a certain point, but like halfway through the season, a defense like turns the juice on and starts being good. And it still says it's a green matchup. And then he was like, for example, the Jets. Right. And he mentioned the Jets specifically. That was like right before they fucking did that. It is a little bit of a shame that on our platforms you can't uh, you can't kind of control you know uh, strength teams defense strength over whatever last four weeks or whatever. You're right. You see that green and it looks so sexy. Obviously, Andy Dalton going up against Baltimore. Baltimore was a green matchup, but uh, the, I think the Ballers also mentioned the Ravens as as picking up their their defense recently. So I moved off of Andy Dalton. I don't, I don't think he's, I mean, there's no touchdown scored, so he must not be having a great game, but uh, 
Yeah. Those are the small things that the the ballers are able to tweak out, which are are very helpful. So appreciate that. Yeah, the Jets are legit for sure. Um, Chargers scraped a victory in Atlanta. Dolphins and the Bears had a huge um, shootout. Fields is, I have to imagine, his rookie cards are going back up in value. Absolutely. He's being nasty. Yeah, so what what's happening is Mac Jones is kind of like falling off. Little it can't be fun. too bad though. Is it really I bad? Mean, he hasn't been that bad. He, yeah, but he's, there's nothing special. He's nothing special. Totally pede- he's totally pedestrian. Totally fair like, for sure. Like the whole like before this year, he was the highest most valuable rookie. So like right. Like you could have sold his cards for a house or some shit like mm-hmm. that, but now you're you could still get money for it, but right. it doesn't. It's not going to be quite as good. Mm. Trevor Lawrence, though, he's looking good. And he is so looking good. It, so is Justin Fields. So those rookie cards, I would go for Justin. He's looking great. The The offense is finally opening it up for him, obviously, as a running quarterback. Riskier injury. We saw that with Trey Lance, unfortunately. But until that point, they did lose this game at home to Miami, kind of upsettingly. But things are looking up for that entire offense. They got Chase Claypool, which I don't think Claypool is any sort of fantasy piece, but that offense is starting to open up. Cole Komet. I think comes back on the kind of streaming tight end radar a little bit. And, uh, you know, this is, I, I want to say for our league, the, the trade deadline is, is quickly coming up. Honestly, um, trying to see when the trade deadline is after week 11. So we have two weeks left, uh, to try to hash out some trades. I don't think you're going to really be able to trade. I was going to say for anybody on the Bears, maybe David Montgomery might actually be a little undervalued right now because Justin Fields is kind of gobbling up all the titties and Khalil Herbert is taking some carries. But I still think that it's Montgomery's job right now, and he might be worth throwing out some trade offers for, to be honest, because Starting running back's pretty tough to find. You might be yeah, able to. I don't hate that. Might be able to sneak him out. Um, Bengals again. We mentioned it. They just went. They were. They were angry. The sea was angry that day, my friends. They. They just smushed the Panthers. The Panthers are an absolute train wreck. Um, Packers. You love to see it go into Detroit and make an embarrassment of themselves. Way to go, Detroit. Way to finally close out a quality game there and beat the, the I guess the the Bears are the next contender for the Vikings, but the Vikings, good Lord, if they don't win that division with, with the lead they have, would be an embarrassment. The Colts are absolute in shambles as well. The benching of Matt Ryan, maybe not a great decision because the Patriots, they only gave up three points to the Colts. So Patriots are a legit defense. But still, goodness me, with all the expectations the Colts had coming into the this year, devastating. 
Uh, Jaguars Raiders was kind of an ugly game, to be honest, but lots of fancy goodness to be had, which is what we love. Seahawks Cardinals was a pretty sexy divisional match. Cardinals, very, very disappointing. Seahawks, unbelievably uh, um, overcoming expectations. They're at six and three. Pretty sweet. And then we had the Buccaneers last second titty against the Rams in a really ugly game. Man, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford. It's it's so sad how far they've both fallen. Um, I mean, the Rams defense is on paper, I guess, a little scary. Thankfully, the, the Buccaneers get to host Seattle. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This will actually be the first Germany game, JP. Uh, next Sunday, 8.30 in the morning, we get the Bucks seahawks in Germany. Could be interesting. Um Bucks and the Seahawks in Germany. Yeah, hopefully the Bucks. I mean, I have Tom Brady. So I guess I'm just hoping that the Buccaneers can kind of get something going against that pretty rough Seahawks defense. The Titans with Malik Willis go into Kansas City and push the Chiefs to the brink, but the Chiefs do pull it out in overtime. And then we've got uh, we've got the um, Ravens taking care of business against the Saints. So a sexy a sexy week in the NFL. The only two things that I had this week, JP, is some waivers, p- taking a peek at the waivers, and then flirting out some some more trade target ideas. Any uh, any specifics from the weekend that that you wanted to go over? Mm. Let's see. Who went down? Anybody go down? Uh, injuries? Mm-hmm. Man, great question. Um, we had your boy, Romeo Dobbs, go down. Mm. Yeah, so Alan Lazard is going to be leaned on heavily. We had my boy, Aaron Jones, from the same team, have an ankle injury. It looks like he'll be fine long-term, but I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him a week off. They are playing, I believe they're playing Dallas in week 10. Yes, they're hosting Dallas. Well, A.J. Dillon's been doing a really good job at just running into people's backs. Yes, A.J. Dillon has looked very bad. Um but even if Aaron Jones is like technically available, it's a pretty sketchy start against that really good defense. He hasn't really been doing much and now injured. It's not obviously I don't have very good running backs, so he'll probably be in for me. But if you're a semi-competent team, you might not be playing him. But if he sits and A.J. Dillon gets it all, I think that's just you you have to for the volume. Um let's speak about anybody else that got hurt. Obviously, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen continue to sit, leading Joshua Palmer to be a pretty nasty play. Mike Williams, yeah. I think it's a high ankle. Keenan um Allen seems to be on the edge of coming back. So something to monitor there. Um, Dolphins Bears, no. Obviously, monitor Jamar Chase. You know, Joe Mixon got it completely done, but 
This team looked pretty inept last week without him. They're going to, well, they get to play Pittsburgh. That's not too difficult of a matchup. They should still be able to get it done. But then they have Tennessee and Kansas City after that. So they kind of need Jamar Chase to be getting back sooner rather than later uh, for the T. Higgins owners. Hayden Hurst, if you're trying to do that. Um, let's see, any other? Obviously, DeAndre Swift has not been fully integrated back into the offense. They're giving everything to Jamal Williams. So it's not a new injury, but it's something that appears to just still be lingering. Um, tough to trust there. Yep. It sucks. Um, it, it is a tough spot. I mean, it's similar, I guess, to kind of Aaron Jones where – you got to trust the talent. Even if he only gets like 10 touches, you just hope that one gets him in the end zone, really, which is just kind of sad. Bills, I, no. Oh, I think it's the, different. I think he really is a little still banged up. Yeah. Well, let me peek at the Lions. Let's see if the Lions are going to get any juicy. I mean, they get Chicago this week. Chicago is one of the worst run defenses in the league. So you're probably playing Swift against Chicago. And, and especially if, if they do get behind Chicago, maybe Swift can get like five or six targets or something like that. There was the Bills. Josh Allen had an elbow injury. Um, looks like he's going to play, but could be a kind of downgrade on that. On on, I mean, you're not going to bench Diggs. You're probably not going to bench Gabe Davis, although he's been kind of shaky. He's been, but he's been pretty ass. He has been asked. They're hosting the Vikings. The Vikings is kind of like middle of the road um, defense. I think people will look at Bills Vikings and see the the whatever it is six and two, seven and one, and just be like, oh, get everybody in. That might be a little shakier of a fantasy performance than people think. Obviously, the Bills defense very very good. Um, you know, I think that over-under is probably going to come in at like 50, but might be a little, might want to downplay that one just a little bit. But I think, again, that that Allen, Josh Allen will play. Um, I think that was it for the injury. James Conner was able to come back for the Cardinals. The Cardinals did lose, but Conner seemed to have regained that starting role, thank God, he has been a terrible third-round pick, but looks like they get, well, shit, they get the Rams, they get the 49ers, they get New England, Denver, Tampa Bay. Good God, those are some of the hardest run defenses to finish the year. Jesus, well, James Conner, you came back at the wrong time, buddy. But uh, well, at least he's back, I guess. And I think that was the injury news. Let me uh, let me throw some names at you for for some last minute trade targets and, and get your opinion. We already mentioned David Montgomery. I'll probably throw something to the owner, see what happens. So you're the owner of DJ Moore and Deonta Foreman. You're you're coming off of a an absolute smash two weeks ago, and then a real dud this week. How are you feeling about those those players coming into you know the trade deadline? Are you looking to 
to try to capitalize? You do you like holding on to them? So you said Foreman, Foreman and DJ Moore, the two Carolina Panthers you have, because they have looking at their schedule, they still have their bye week, which is a bummer, but they have some some pretty nice matchups. Obviously, Atlanta, hosting Atlanta this week, that. I mean, I feel like I would be smashing both of those players in that matchup. And then you do get Baltimore-Denver bye week. That's pretty tough. But then Denver is, Denver is impossibly tough. Denver is very tough. Then you get Seattle-Pittsburgh-Detroit, though, to lead up to the fancy playoffs. So I, I think that they're a pretty good value, and, and it's a shame that I'm talking to the owner right now. But if you're in another league, and you see a Deonta Foreman or a DJ Moore owner being skittish, I think they might be worth, you know, I think there's a lot of ugliness around the Panthers right now, but I think those two players could have some good value. I might be looking to to trade for them. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not afraid of Chuba. I, I see this one guy that always pops up on my Twitter feed. He's always, these are five running backs to trade for. I'm always just like, what does this guy think this time? It's always dumb. But yeah, he was like, get ch- trade for Chuba. Oh no. I'm like, dude, do you, do you have like the memory of a goldfish? Chuba Chubas. was, Chuba had the whole year last year to, yeah, to prove that he was something, something special. You know, when a running back yes. is young, like Chuba is, He's the meanest and and strongest. And, that's the prime. And if that's not the time when you can do it, then good Lord. Like, and I've seen this other guy who is just strong as a bull and come back from this crazy ass injury. Oh, Foreman has juice. Like he come, he comes back from that, that injury mm-hmm. and he, he is ready to go. Like, we saw it last year, and uh, I'm just—I think he's good as long as this team can keep rolling. Foreman is my guy. I think so. I think he's—he's he's a good player. You—you you should hold on to him. But, uh, anyways, I think that that there's some value there. I think uh, I think another player that I I have gone after already this year and and honestly may be thankful that uh, the owner didn't trade him at that time because he's been bad recently. But Devonta Smith is on a very high octane offense. He's a very good player. Obviously, AJ Brown and and Jalen Hurts himself soak up a lot of value, but. I think Devonta has some boom games in front of him. And, oh, a nasty run. Is that Kenyon Drake? That man has juice. Kenyon Drake, uh, it has taken a while, but, boy, I kind of wish I had held on to him. That He is showing some, some burst and agility. Pretty nasty, honestly. But Devonta Smith, I, what's that? I'm sorry. 13 for 62 and a touchdown. That's that's juice, man. That's juice. And he's looking good right here. He's finishing off the game. Anyways, what what do you think about Devonta Smith? Am I crazy or I think he's a yeah, decent I mean, buy low. Yeah, why why not? I mean, he's he's on that team that they they've been kind of down lately. I don't know what what's been kind of 
keeping them down, but surely they'll they'll be on the rise again. And he's just a good wide receiver. I have. think so. Now this one's uglier. I think he's still a good wide receiver, but his quarterback is <laughs> is the worst of the worst. Cortland Sutton. Is there is there any value left in those poor Denver Broncos? They have JP. They have the, like the easiest schedule left, and, and you look at the Denver schedule, and it's just it's just little little patty cakes, little child's play matchups. Surely, surely they can get it done, right? Um, I've been seeing that there's like a trend of of Jerry Judy. Jerry like, Judy, that's true. Emerging again. That's fair. Not and I mean emerging in, in quotation marks because the this is the this is Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> like, Your we're boy. Doing, we're not doing shit. But you're getting targets from Mr. Unlimited and whatever. That's I like, might I might throw a, a very low ball offer at Cortland Sutton, see what happens. I you can I think you can get it. I hope so. I mean, I don't know if I hope so, to be honest. He could be an absolute landmine. You put him on your team and he just does the two point shit show every week from here on out. But minus uh, two. Oh, oh brutal. All right. Well, that was it for the trade targets. You know, uh looking at the wire this week. I think for our league, um, I think probably the top pickup is going to be, I think, Mikko Hardman. He's been really good recently. He's getting targets in the offense. They're past their bye week. Um, nobody's emerged as like the wide receiver one there except for Travis Kelsey. But and they've got some really some some sexy matchups down the road that that could be you know shootout so Miko Hardman is on the wire right now and pretty decent plug and play start with with pretty obviously low floor he could he has literally gotten zero points twice already but could be a pretty nasty little flex play looks like people are picking up Odell Beckham Jr again because uh people People want uh, him on the team, apparently. Yeah, it's it's Cowboys tough to trust. Two hours ago, Mike McCarthy says he's a big fan of Odell Beckham Jr. Well, even if they get him, I mean, maybe he was the missing piece, but uh, I guess that's probably the best situation, right, is that Cowboys pick him up, um, but... Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Uh, if you're one of those teams that doesn't need to win now, if you're seven and two, six and three, maybe even, yeah, maybe you, you go in on the future. Maybe he has a, a solid end of the year, but I can't see you starting him for at least two weeks. So that's that's not too bad. I think. Uh, let's see who else I teased out a little bit. I mentioned Cole Komet. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying Mikul. 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 
I mentioned Cole Komet. I also think Noah Fant, I mean, he had a big game against Arizona. They're the worst of the worst against tight end, but still Noah Fant, if you're desperate, he seems to be kind of getting integrated. Metcalf is, you know, he's he's being fine, but he's still a little banged up. Um, I don't mind Noah Fant. I think there's probably other things you could do at tight end though right now. Honestly, tight end is, it's not too ugly. I picked up Kate Otten. I think he's, establishing some trust with uh with tom brady so tight end obviously you want travis kelsey he's been insane this year but if you don't uh, you know if you're the, if you were the um oh, shit the, the raiders uh tight end who's been pretty bad fuck like why isn't he his name? waller yes waller thank you like if you're the waller owner i don't think that you're like I think you've been able to find some replacements. It's not too bad. Um, what do you do like with Darren Waller? He's just been like not playing and questionable for. I weeks. I don't own him anywhere, so I don't know like what if he's like even. I don't even know what his health is. Let's see. Won't play week nine. He was a limited participant. I mean, he's just been so bad. I I think he's a player that you have to see him at least one week. Like come out like if he they're hosting Indy this week that's not a scare that a very scary matchup. I think you ride it on the bench a week and and see what happens if he gets six seven targets okay put him right back in there, but until then, just sit. Um, Wandale Robinson, New York Giants wide receiver. Again, it's kind of one of those stash plays if you're actually like a winning team. I wouldn't know what that feels like, but uh, he might be worth it. And then I think you also, if you're if you're doing well, time to start securing your handcuffs. Alexander Madison is on the wire. I think that you know the Dalvin Cook owner should probably pick him up. Um, Jalen Warren in Pittsburgh. Najee has obviously been bad, but if something happens to Najee and Jalen Warren gets all the work, could be kind of sexy. But uh, that's all I that's all I had this week. I I don't have a diss track yet because hopefully. Farrell, my opponent, will be joining us this week. I think on Wednesday to do a little NHL talk. So hopefully I'll have a uh, a diss track cooked up for him then. Nice. NHL. Well, well let's uh I know last week we tried to get together for DFS. I'm sorry it didn't happen, but uh maybe this week we'll uh we'll get together. Yeah, so let's do it. Let's do a little battle. All right, see you, man. See ya. <laughs>